What's your emergency? Don't think I can take it. Welcome to Sad Trainee Poetry Hour. Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn, I am your hostess, Juno Tempest. In the studio, I have with me Fox. Fox. Fox what? Fox Coker. Fox Coker. My boyfriend. I've decided to open up every show with some sad girl trance. This is 911 by Elise. I do have fun. I do have fun with you, though. My, uh, my fox. Lots of fun. <laughs> how, how have you been? I have been wonderful. Yeah? Why is that? Oh, I've been spending a lot of great times with you. With me? Oh, that's so sweet. I, I feel the same. Same. So, well, why, why are you so nervous about, about the radio show today? Oh, you're breaking the fourth wall, my dear. We're not supposed to talk about that. I, I don't get nervous because I'm a complete professional. Never nervous. Never, ever. On stage, I'm not nervous, but this is only our third show. Uh, if you're just tuning in to Sad Trainee po- Poetry Hour for the first time, welcome. We are the trans radio show that you never knew you needed. You're welcome. 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 I, I, I think I, I have some friends who are going to call in later. but uh, Give in a little ringling. A little ringling, yeah. What's the number? Oh, that number is 718-928-9732. What's that number again, Fox? 718-928-9732. If you are a transsexual or a supporter of transsexuals, feel free to call in. Uh, Yeah. So, um, we've just been chilling, haven't we, since last week? Yeah. What did we get up to recently? Uh, a few exciting events here and there. <laughs> yeah? I mean, most nights end up as an exciting event, so... Oh, I know. I'm exciting. <laughs> Welcome to your walk on the wild side. <laughs> Uh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Yeah, we've we've just been getting up to no good in the past uh in the past weeks, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, so we're always up to no good. Always. Always. Yeah. Huh. I'm I'm tired. Someone kept me up all night last night. This this is an exaggeration. Oh, is it? Is it? Mr. I'm going to drag you out to the club to go dancing with me. And, and you I, did. And I did. I for did. one song. I did dance for one song. I promised to dance at like one song, didn't I? 
I think it you, was like you, one dance. You gave it up for one. <laughs> I don't really dance. You just got to wiggle. Uh, well, yeah, I know. I'm a woman. It's super easy for me to dance because all I have to do is wiggle. Wiggle and jiggle a little bit. And move those girls. And move those girls, yeah. The girls, if if you are just tuning in for the first time and have not seen my breasts because we're on the radio, they are quite large, quite in charge, and uh, they um, they would make your your mother blush. I'm pretty sure. Two large handfuls. Like everyone's mother would blush, unless your mother is a porn star, in which case she'd probably be like, "Oh my god, those look so good." Unless, or the mother could be jealous. Yeah, I think my mom's jealous of my boobs. I mean, this could be. She she talks very often. Uh, well, when when she did talk to me, because my mother, my mother no longer speaks to me, as the uh, the transsexual sheep in the family. <laughs> uh, my mother no longer speaks to me, but she she used to blame me all the time for ruining her her tits. Oh God. Yeah. So you that's I ruined her tits and my brother ruined her stomach apparently. And yeah. Yeah, my grandmother was like was like that. I think she just hated that she had a daughter. And that was that was no good for her. Oh, yeah. I feel like the mother-daughter relationship is always very strained because like the mother knows how shitty the world is, and the daughter is like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do what I want. And mother sees the daughter getting hurt all the time and is like, why don't you listen to me? I don't know. That's That sounds like it's coming far too much from a loving uh, perspective. I think it's more like, here's a threat, and it's m- more of a, that's what makes the... I feel like that's the reason my mother doesn't speak to me anymore is because she like knows that I live this very uh, precarious, dangerous lifestyle. I mean, it depends on the, the motherhood. Uh, fast and loose in New York City. If if it's the the, the in one New York City. Do you hold Do you hold the child close or do you let them go free? And if you're you're always holding them, not letting them go free, then when they do, that is the biggest threat. Hmm. Yeah, my mother's like taken that letting go to the extreme, as in she no longer speaks to me whatsoever. I mean, I had the exact opposite. I mean, my mother allowed me to make the decision to let let her go and live on my own. And so then it's like a matter of intentionally having a relationship with my mother for a long time. Which is which is a great thing. I mean, it allowed me to totally do my own thing, and I mean, being fifteen years old and not having parents, I mean, I took care of my shit and figured it out. Yeah, that's rough. But here you are. I am here. I made it to New York City. The amazing Fox Coker. You know, Rochester, New York, was not a fun place to be living. Neither was Rockford, Illinois. <laughs> Middle of the country. Yeah. There are a few places I miss, but, uh, and a few people. 
but um it's just the mass amount of people here i mean one of my first times here some random person said well if you haven't found your people yet they're here and if you need a place to stay give me a call it's like oh all right there you go who said new yorkers are nasty only if you're a slow walker yeah move out of the way yeah please Please be aware of your surroundings. I mean, there is a serious fear of like living in or just even being here when for people that don't that live upstate, for example, that I've experienced like in Rochester. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, scared shitless of like visiting New York, but I came here for a reason. And then I'm like, oh, I actually really enjoy it here. People are like no fucking nonsense. But was it the crime? What, what would scare you? That the, the people. Well, I just to- thought that there would be too many people. It would be too loud, and there are too many people, and it is too loud. But there are enough other amazing fucking things that happen in this city that I don't. I don't give a fuck. Like I, mean, I haven't had a proper night's sleep in years since like moving to New York. However, I've had a lot more uh, amazing things happen while I'm not sleeping, so I I feel like it's worth it. You know, sleep is the cousin of death. Sleep is the cousin of death. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, nihilism. Actually, that would be a Nas quote, stealing from a rapper. Well, it's not stealing if you attribute them with a quote. Name drop. Yeah. I don't think that's appropriate with uh, rap, hip hop. What? No, you just you just say it. You just steal it. Well, because everyone that's knows. It's too soft. To it's then. alliteration. You know, you're like, or it's illusion. A-L-L-U-S-I-O-N. Alluding to alluding. another artist. I, I, use, I use illusion quite heavily in my poetry. Uh, I was noticing that. But I also am highly, highly alliterative. Like my, my poems are very free form. They don't like when I'm writing a poem, I don't think like A, B, A, B, A, C fucking style. It's a stream of consciousness. Oh yeah. Very much so. But then the, the, the illusions kind of give it a little bit form. Well, yeah, it, it's, uh, it brings out the imagery of the intensity of my words. Have you, have you read the great, uh, let's see now, Finnegan's Wake? No. No. Are, are, you, are you familiar? It sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't know. James Joyce's last book, he wrote uh, Ulysses also. Okay. Uh, I mean, the book was, I mean, it's pretty much... I'm just thinking James Baldwin. Baldwin. Yeah. Very different than James Joyce. Yes. Was James Joyce gay? I do not know. James Baldwin was gay. Hmm. I've not read either of them. James Joyce uh, was contemporary with, you know, it's, you know, Jung. And Carl Jung. He was doing stream of consciousness writing. Um... And really getting into this, like the con, like the subconscious state, and I mean a lot of things that Jung would then go on to write about, like yeah. his work, kind of was mirroring 
the, the, the Finnegan's Wake, I mean, the first sentence is, it starts off from the end of the book. So the book itself is uh, oh my it's God. fractal. So the very first sentence also contains the whole story. Then the first, the first next paragraph goes again. And it it loops back around from the beginning to the end, and it's just I love that it's unbelievable. There's there it, the way the words are. It's it, there's so much free form in there. There's there's so much history. Like every every line has like it's the whole history of Ireland is in this book, and like geographic, like like people just local, but then then history outside of that also. And there's there's this continuation of this this uh this drip and so there's this question that this book is a dream but whose dream is it and in at at some point there's like a storm outside of the dreamer and on the window there's a, a branch hitting the window and so every once in a while you get this audible noise out of nowhere and it, and it it could be that this idea of that but it's it's a beast to read i mean i i have joseph campbell his first book he cut his teeth on this idea, you know, James Joyce and Finnegan's Wake having value, which then from studying Finnegan's Wake, James Joyce came with the monomyth and oh. his great work then on, which our great directors have been mm-hmm. copied since then. I mean, like I used to get into this argument with my ex-boyfriend all the time in Germany because he would want us to like, watch these movies with the German dubs over these like American films. And I'm like, no, no. Why would we do that? And he's like, well, so I could understand it. And I'm like, well, when we watch German films, are there English dubs? No. Yeah, of course not. Because that's not how the film is meant to be watched. It's meant to be watched in the original language. Um, and uh, and then he would be like, well, how is that fair? And I'm like, well, it's <laughs> it's not my fault that, uh, you know, Germany lost the war and therefore like Hollywood became the center of uh, the film industry, the worldwide film industry instead of like Germany. There's no sausage wood. There's still a the like an ass load of anti-Semitism in Hollywood. Oh, absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah. I think I discussed. We discussed maybe on the first episode. Maybe not. Uh, like I found out recently, just like how uh, anti-Semitic uh, Henry Ford was, and that he was like a big influence on uh, on like Hitler's uh, like ideologies of eugenics. Uh, and I was just like, holy shit, America is built on like a lot of, uh, a lot of eugenic fuckery. You know, Nazis, you know, kick them in the teeth, kick them in the teeth, y'all. It's like the, uh, ancient aliens, dude. He's, he's barking up the wrong tree. He needs to be, move on to the Nazis. It's all the Nazis. All the Nazis. What do you mean? I mean, I know Giorgio Tsoukalos personally. Personally. No, not personally. I wish. He seems like a, he'd be a fucking hoot to get high with. Does he go out for a night? Yeah. Get him out. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't take him out. I would just like get super stoned with just him smoke and like big blunts. And yeah, smoke big blunts. Tell me your story. And have a film crew. Have a film crew <laughs> filming us as we get like more and more like uh, lethargically and incoherently stoned. I mean, it's it's a train wreck waiting to happen. Uh, or is I'd it, hope so. Yeah, yeah. I I would anticipate. So some people love. Real Housewives, that's their trash TV. Some people like The Apprentice so much so that they made our like current reality into like our current political reality into like a nightmare, an extension of The Apprentice, The Apprentice Nightmare Edition. Idiocracy come true. Yeah. Um. I mean, we're we're on. Like, we've got a fascist dictator in office. I'm just waiting for, like, the the series of decrees that uh, allow him to, like, undo a fuck ton of... Uh, well, this dummy opens the door for that fuckery. Yeah. He's too oh, stupid. Yeah. Don't, he's too stupid. Oh, yeah. But no, the no, door no, no, is no, no, unfortunately no. open for there are people. Things. There are people behind the scenes like, Absolutely. playing, like, pulling the strings, obviously. You're you're tuned into Sad Trainee Poetry Hour, the trans conspiracy radio show you never knew you needed. You're welcome. Ooh, <laughs> bring back the X Files. Yeah, I. So when I was a kid, my mom would watch the X Files because I was scared of the music. Oh my god, that's all it did for me. That and the the, the other one, Tales from the Crypt. No, no, no. The oh. dude, the old dude about the the people. Ah. <laughs> Twilight Zone? No, no, it was a reality. It was real stuff. And there'd be but there would be UFO stories too. It'd be like people unsolved All mysteries. Some, unsolved mysteries. Oh my god. That music the credits, crazy. Oh I, I couldn't I was watch it. Shitless. I couldn't watch. Just just this is when the credits came up and the music. Oh, I was done. I kinda done. wanna watch unsolved mysteries. You know they're organized by like conspiracy almost? So it's not by season, like UFO sightings or abductions. That's or, hilarious. So like, Should we watch this I, and just like have a podcast of us like at your at your place watching unsolved mysteries? It's like uh like almost like a like a Twitch stream, not a, a but like a ooh. Well, yeah. like people can follow along. So like yes. we can't have because of copyright, we can't have like uh we can't have like the the video in the background, but mm-hmm. we could have like the video silent. Yes. And we're just like listening. The the audio you could probably put the timestamp up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The like you know, like link to some official officially licensed thing or whatever. Cuz if you're not paying for it in the United States of America, I don't know. There I feel like there are certain shows that would like really benefit from not getting litigious. Like let people stream this shit for free and then like it becomes kind of a like a cult classic like you get a cult following and then like there are a number of people who do have money who will pay for that shit you know, the cult that's that's a such a big gamble the cult is it thing. though is it though yeah i mean it has to be so almost you know, unintentional with, in a with way. things like the internet is there really is it really such a gamble there's there's going to be some somewhere like I know of a a group of uh like queer nightlife people who like watch WWE. Like 
they're, they're the nobodies watch wrestling. And it's like, it's like uh, uh, Lady Berica, Lady Berica Andrews, and uh, I mean, that's a wrestling and Eric right Shorey and uh, Ariel Italic. And they have like, they're just a bunch of gays like a bunch of queers who watch wrestling and talk about it. They get down with the machismo and they have a fucking following, you know? Exactly. Yeah. But enough people like wrestling. I yes. feel like that's okay. But like being, it's a queers, weird thing. being queers into wrestling, like that's very niche. That is definitely much more niche. Yeah. New York is all about the niche. It is. It is. It's a city of bottoms and they're all about the niche. I mean, it was the, the, gay black crowd in Chicago that made house music and electronic dance music as we know it. Mm. Yeah. Extrapolate. Oh, extrapolate. It was in Chicago with the, they were playing in a warehouse that's, and so that's what they called the music. House music took out the wear and it was the gay black community specifically in Chicago they were sampling the disco music and cutting out the middle parts and just matching two records with the same song. And that's where house music was born. So what you're saying is white gay male culture has appropriated yet more from the black community. Well, what I'm saying is like maybe country and classical are probably the only genres that we can really say we're white. The, Everything else was yeah is stolen, well, reappropriated. Yeah, although country, like you can, yeah, even that like it is could to be. be argued. Yeah, you could argue absolutely because rock and country classical, and classical is it's like also the, so it's the it, white bread. Yes, it's like like classical music is synonymous with wasp but that's just as questionable too because we think that oh you know every european was white and clearly that's not the case well, so it was it was very much the case in uh like the areas where classical music was this is true you know a thing so the lively upbeat stuff we've the white people all have the, stolen all the good stuff all the good stuff white people have stolen. Stolen. You heard it right here on Sad Trainee Poetry Hour, the trans conspiracy radio show. You never knew you needed your welcome. <laughs> this is right the, here on Radio line. Free Brooklyn. Uh, the thoughts and opinions uh, expressed on Sad Trainee Poetry Hour do not necessarily reflect the thoughts and opinions of Radio Free Brooklyn or Tom Tenney. Hi, Tom. Tom Tenney is upstairs at the... Uh, Radio Free Brooklyn Mixer. Yes. I think he, uh, he clocked me, uh, helped me sign in. That was not Tom Tenney. No, it wasn't. No, Tom Tenney was upstairs already because the meeting was, well, the meeting was about to happen because it's from four to five and then five to six is the media mixer. Yeah. Mm, poor me. Uh, you know, I I have to like forego like the fun part of like the the statistics and everything. Ouch. And I only get pizza and beer after. Because my show is on Sundays live from 4 to 5 p.m. And from 5 to 6 p.m. every first Sunday here at Radio Free Brooklyn Studio uh, 100 Bogart, we have a media mixer. You should come through if you have uh, thought about like doing a show. 
because you've got a great idea or you just like hearing your own voice. You can like come through every first Sunday. Um, these events you can find posted on Facebook at Radio Free Brooklyn. Um, and like it's good stuff. We're a community. I think I'm going to read some copy early. So, uh, yeah. Here, here, here's the, the part that the man has told me to read. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Yes, you. You can help support our mission by making a one-time donation or, better yet, a monthly pledge. Think of it as like your cup of coffee every month. Uh, you know, just give up one cup of coffee, send us five bucks or ten, you know, if you get your coffee in Manhattan. Uh, and you can pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Every cent or ten dollars or hundred uh, helps us to stay on the air. So please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. All contributions are tax-deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. You should, you should definitely give us money. And if you would like to give my show money, sponsor our show. We pay monthly dues. They're, they're very, very reasonable. But it helps give me, Juno Tempest, and my contemporary transsexuals here in New York City a platform for uh, promoting uh, trans art and amplifying trans voices. Building community. Yeah, building community. Uh, you can support my show, Sad Trainee Poetry Hour, by visiting RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash Sad Trainee Poetry Hour. Oh, is that too long? Oh, guess what? We've got a short link. It's rfb.nyc slash stp. What is that again, Fox? Oh. R oh, he wasn't listening. Oh. rfb.nyc slash stp. That was the short one. Yeah, that's the short one. And you can just click on that green donate button. And uh, send us money. Our dues are 35 bucks a month. If you could sponsor us, that would be great. If you want, we can give you a shout-out live on the air every Sunday from 4 to 5 p.m. Right here on Sad Trainee Poetry Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you. All right. I sucked that corporate dick. All done. That corporate nonprofit dick. All done. <laughs> I, I do have to read another thing later. but This is know. only halfway done. Yeah. Fooled you. Um, we're half full, y'all. All done. No. No. No, 28 minutes. You gotta be positive, done. though. I mean... 28 minutes of awesomeness. Yes. Always. Yeah. So, we've talked about, um, so far we've talked about, like, getting up to no good, like, the good, bad, and ugly of the city. Oh, Yeah. Fox saved me selflessly from a mystery drip in the subway station oh, oh, but coming first, to the studio. You were not happy about it at first. Yeah. Well, I, you, it felt like you were pushing me out of the way. And that's exactly 
what happened? And he he was literally pushing me out of the way, but it was for the greater good of like not like it it's like taking that mystery drip for his girlfriend. I mean, you definitely have to live in his New York City lust. to know about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's a danger. No one wants wants mystery drips on them. Yeah, it's so much so I that mean, I saw a cartoon No one wants it on it. their face, especially. Oh, Cuz that's where it was going. I'd almost rather have a pigeon poop on my Ooh. face than have a mystery drip on my face. It's questionable. Cuz if the, if there's a mystery drip, there's going to be like human urine and human feces involved along with like myriad other animals from the city. But at least this with pigeon true. poop, you know it's come from one source, a pigeon. This city is covered in piss and shit. Let's just be honest. How if many it, times have you have you encountered human feces? Oh, human feces is always obvious. That's what's great about it. It's like that is not an animal right there. I mean, humans are animals. We're like the most disgusting of the animals. The, this is true. I would I would argue. Yes. There's beauty in humanity, but we are so gross. We are capable we are so of both. The, ca- the capability is there. I feel like we just need to all do psychedelics and then like... Most of us. Most of us should. Well... Have, have, everyone should have access. Yeah. Not everyone needs it. No. Some no. people are not in the position to handle. Oh, I just... This just in uh, beep, beep. on Citizen App. Woman stabbed in leg. Where at? Uh, I don't know. Let, well, jeez. Let's let's check it out. What's on the beat? If if you want to uh, be paranoid at all times, download the Citizen app. If it bleeds, it leads. In this Brownsville, is Brooklyn. Oh, that's near my house. Oh, always. Woman stabbed in leg. There's video. Oh my lord. Oh. I don't understand that obsession. There's 180 views. Yeah, this is fucking brutal. Like, why? I mean, it's just. I mean, I've, I police advise her injuries are not life threatening as of three minutes ago. I mean, I've I've witnessed someone getting their ass beat with a metal baseball bat. The last thing I was about to do was pull out my phone and videotape that shit. Oh yeah, I'm I'm about to like get the fuck out the way. I'm I'm not a hero. Unless, oh like, no, I was upstairs in my bedroom and just like looked out and I was like, oh shit, this is happening right now. And I tried to call the police, which is a fucking joke. Yeah, it is. Why do I need 99 fucking questions to tell you, get the fuck over here at this address, shit's going down? Would you say they asked 911 questions? 900, no, no, no. like 99 problems. 911. I've had to call them I multiple believe. times. When I, when I worked overnights, definitely had to pick up the phone once or twice. And I hung up once, like, all right, fuck this. Show up. I'm done. That's all. And I'm pretty sure they sh- they made the person show up. I just gave up talking to them. I got shit to deal with. It's yeah. like I got orders to deal with, and there's a fight. I don't really... NYPD is extremely... Are they slow here? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've witnessed... I've seen... I. So upstate New York in Rochester, it used to be the murder capital of New York State. I don't know if it still is. So it's a, a very varied area. You can be in a, I was, I was in a loft, this beautiful loft upstairs hanging out and just down the street, 
there was a whole ruckus and I believe some child was involved and was sick and for some some reason the the ambulance was not allowed to pull up. They had to wait for the cops to show up. Yes, because I think uh, in in a case of there, it might have been in, in the case of a domestic, domestic disturbance. Yeah, the ambulance isn't allowed to show up. This kid is like dying, and like, and then the family's like, of course, like they're all up in arms. So it's even worse, yeah. and it's like an escalating situation. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, but at the same time, like when you when you live around here. You can be in like like the bougie neighborhoods that are like it's like there's no culture, there's nothing. It's it's whitewashed bullshit, and it's it's not. It's, We're looking at you, Park Slope. Park Slope. Yes, that is so true. I mean, that Sunset Park though is like I I worked in uh like the Park Slope Sunset Park area for a minute when I was um working for uh. Like a non, a, an LGBT nonprofit will say that. I can't really d- discuss it. That's um, enough information. I can't discuss uh, specifics. But like, it was nice walking through that area because like it wasn't, it wasn't a bunch of like, it wasn't a bunch of like white motherfuckers milling around with baby strollers and like, you know, $20 hamburgers and shit. It was like shops run by, uh, you know, like first generation immigrant families. Yeah, it's like when the, in the, the more whiter the, the neighborhood, the more people are like almost drawn back into their places too. Like, it's just, they're not there. I mean, and I think that's also a part of the time. Like, cause I, I mean, where I live, like used to have families and they used to have block parties and the families were all out. And then I'm gentrification totally changed that totally ruined that. And so then, I mean, between gentrification and then the changing, it's just, yeah, they're like the sense of community is completely changed within the different, you know, cultures. Yeah. Welcome to White People Talk About Gentrification. <laughs> I'm your host, Juno Tempest. Oh my god. <sighs> I so like the only the only saving grace I feel like I have is the fact that I'm like an underemployed transsexual. I'm pretty lucky, like I think we're old enough also that we get past like the hipster thing. Like I don't know. I didn't hear of the word hipster till I fucking met anyone from New York City. It's like, wait, you mean like a poser? Like someone that's trying to be that something they're Stuttgart, not? like hipster culture was starting to make its way in with all these like pop-up shops. Which are ridiculous. But like it, it was just like these young these young Germans who like wanted like wanted this kind of highly idealistic like designer type air like uh places to go like uh god there was this one place i used to go to all the time but it was because it, like i could go at times when it wasn't busy and it was like cheap enough 
that I could have like a beer in the middle of the day. And also like pop up bars and people would like, leave me the fuck alone. Mm. Um, as opposed to, and also there was wifi. Cause like, Oh my God. When I, when I first moved to Germany, no place had fucking wifi. It's an American's worst nightmare. Like here in New York, I'd like, one of the first questions I get when people walk into Catland Books at 978 Flushing Avenue, you can find me there, Juno Tempest, at Catland Books every Wednesday and Thursday from noon to 8 p.m. Come in for some all your witchy needs. But, like, one of the first things people do is ask me, like, for the fucking Wi-Fi. And I'm like... All right, if you're if you're gonna spend money, sure. But I mean, like, it's a bookshop. There's one fucking couch just to be like decory. It's not even like really to read people to sit. Honestly, it's just there for like when, like, when the owners come through and have like a bunch of shit. And I like, mean, it's comfy. Between it is, it is a very comfy couch. Um. But I, I like that there's just enough space. Like, if someone wants to, they can sit down and, like, read a thing. But it's not, like... So here's the real question. Before they all started having Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi in Germany. Oh, they don't. But, um... Oh, shit. Uh, I just got a, a text from a close personal friend of mine, Tom Leger. You might have heard of him. Maybe. Yeah, Tom Leger of the, uh, I guess, uh, hibernating topside press, um, asked me about my video from uh, Gender Experts Party every second Tuesday at Metropolitan Bar, 559 Larimer Street. Uh, Gender Experts Party is a trans and queer open mic, not to be confused with genre reassignment, Brooklyn's only trans open mic. At Branded Saloon. Uh, our next show is August 19th. It's going to be our third anniversary. Come through for All Stars. I'll probably read some of my sad tranny poetry. Uh, for which this show uh, owes its name. But uh, Tom sent me a thing like, blah blah your video. Like, review it. Is it okay? Because, like, I got heckled during, a, like, a stand-up set that I did at Gender Experts Party. How did you deal with that? Um, I, I feel like I took it in stride. I was talking about ketamine and some, like, some, like, white cis gay in the back of the audience kept shouting horses. Horses. And I'm like, oh, you're calling me a horse? That's lovely. Uh, and he's like, no, it's for horses. It's a horse tranquilizer. I'm like, well, it's actually like a general anesthetic, uh, but go off. Because uh, I was trying to talk about in my set how like ketamine was really, really uh, like good for me in like a large cathartic. quantity, not cathartic, like therapeutic, like. I was so dissociative. I I felt like I was like meant to be here on this planet. I felt no pain because I was like too out of body to feel pain. It was great. Um, New York State, I think, 
it's either New York State or New York City is one of the only places in the country where you can get a ketamine infusion, like an IV infusion to treat depression. So I got to like check into, there's a couple clinics in here in New York. That they are, also just passed, uh, I believe it's ES ketamine and it's an inhaler. Um, yeah. Because yeah, the real, the real like, like comeback from, because the, the, the research with psychedelics has finally come back around where, I mean, the FDA made loopholes that actually have allowed for these psychedelics to come back, even though they're the ones that put it away. And so this, uh, an inhaler, it's instant, instant stopping of suicidal depression. And because it, it's what's been, that instant in, cessation of suicidal ideation with okay. a ketamine inhaler? I'm not a doctor, and say. I'd also like to say, like, look into this. It's that is that is from from what I've I've been looking reading about. The, like, I, I keep myself abreast to the psychedelics in in the research, the legitimate I research just keep that's myself coming. Myself abreasted, less floating, <clears throat> like two two big breasts. Well, that wouldn't be half one glowing uh, if you put a light on them. Yeah. Oh my God. My tits glow in the dark. I found that out. We talked about like a, like a. Check out my Instagram uh, at Juno Tempest, or you can check out my, uh, I need to make a video of, of my tits glowing in the dark and post it on my sex Twitter at Temptress Juno. You kind of have to like, you make it blink and go to a song. Yeah. Yeah, like just have. I want to make like a light up bra that like pulses to the beat of music. You just standing there and the lights go off and then boobs glowing for the rest of the video, mm-hmm. flashing, warning, seizures. We we could probably do something like that on our our uh, future Twitch channel. A few. I think that might be a little scandalous for the Twitch. Is it community. though? If if my breasts are covered, Although I've I've heard there's very scandalous stuff. Oh on yeah, Twitch definitely. Um, speaking of scandal, you know what's a steal? Uh, affordable podcast recording services. Um, offered to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. This is a way that Radio Free Brooklyn generates revenue to keep our station on the air. If you're thinking about starting a new podcast. Or just want to get yours out of your kitchen and into a professional studio where it belongs. RFB offers a low hourly rate, which includes a technician. So all you need to do is show up and record. As a special thanks to our live listeners, we're now offering an amazing discount through September 1st. Just use the coupon code STP when scheduling and you'll get 20% off the cost of your first recording with us. Just go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash podcast studio and enter your coupon code to get your discount. Again, that's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash podcast studio and use coupon code STP before September 1st. That was more corporate non Profit cock sucking, right there. You know, non-profit commercial. Uh, that was a weak ass. Part. That was definitely weak. Yeah. So we were talking about uh, doing like a Twitch, a Twitch station, a Twitch channel. How how do you how do the kids call it? A channel, a station. I don't know. They they're Twitch channels. Definitely. Same trans time, same trans station. Every time, every day. 
Yeah, it's called my dick. Get on it. Just ask Fox. <laughs> About my dick, not using my dick, because I have agency. <laughs> Don't I, Fox? I have choice in this. You do? Oh, Or I do? I mean, like, I, I will consult you first, I guess, since you're my boyfriend You'll or ask first. I'll, I'll know. I'll tell you. Yeah. It, it, I'll it, tell it, it, you. I'm going to stick my dick in this person. I will use a condom. <laughs> like a responsible adult. Adults. Performing consensual sexual uh, acts on another consenting adult. That's that's how it goes, right? Uh, I would hope so. Unless your name is Stefan Preichel. Oh, oh, I mentioned his name again. Just listen to last episode. <laughs> last week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're going to be on iTunes soon. That's pretty fucking awesome. We got a... I, this is our third episode, and once three episodes are banked, they're uploaded to iTunes. That is good news. Yeah. But, you know, it's obviously best to listen uh, live from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern U.S. time. So, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Tune um, in and call in. Yeah. How, how can they call in? You should I call in at 718 928 nine seven three two what what is that number again is seven one eight anton nine two eight anton nine seven anton three anton two anton why aren't you calling in is lunch done Uh, well apparently lunch goes from four to five p.m which is why my co-host of genre reassignment brooklyn's only trans open mic is not calling in yet it was a big lunch. Uh, apparently. A very big lunch. A lunch that apparently is still in his mouth, so he cannot call. A mouthful. <laughs> uh. mm. What are we drinking right now? Merman. Merman NYIPA. I-, I think. By Coney Island Brewing Company right here in New York. If you didn't have the green eyes, would he be as sexy? Uh, yes. Yes. He needs green hair. He needs... The, the, so the gray thing isn't working? I mean, the gray thing works. This is Merman, New I York IPA. I feel like IPA. he should be darker, though. Darker? Because of that tribal tattoo. Oh, he, it also says Ethel on it. Ethel Merman. Oh, my God. I just got it. I don't get it. Like alcohol merman? No, Ethel Merman. Nope. Ethel? Like... Merman. <laughs> no! Okay, are you really going to make me pull this shit up on the internet I mean, live it, on the is air? It, Ethel is, is a kind of... Isn't uh, a chemical name for alcohol. There's two of them. Ethanol. Ethanol. And then what's the one that you're not supposed to drink? Isopropyl. Ethel Merman, right here. No, isopropyl right is not. Right here, look, look. Ethel Agnes Zimmerman, known as Ethel Merman, so right was, here. He was a Broadway singer? 
Uh, she was an American actress and singer. Looks like known 40s, primarily 50s. for her distinctive, powerful voice and leading roles in musical theater. She has been called the undisputed first lady of the musical comedy stage. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Music Broadway musicals. I got rhythm from Girl Crazy. Da 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 da. Oh, Rose's turn. Ooh, shit. Yeah, so Ethel Merman, if you look at the tattoo, this tribal tattoo of a white merman on uh, Coney Island Brewing Company's Merman NYIPA, you can see the name Ethel at the bottom. Kind of looks like there's a trademark next to that also. No, no. it's not. Oh, I see. It's like a heart. Ethel. Ethel Merman. Ethel Merman. Her eyebrows are cunt, though. Born in Astoria, Queens, New York City. Well, what age? What time in year? She was born January 16th, 1908. To when? Died February 15th, 1984, aged 76, in Manhattan, New York City. So, and yeah, so she would have been 20s, 30s, doing whatever she was doing. Uh, yeah, I guess Broadway so. Broadway work. It was a great time for music. Yeah. The big band. Yeah. Oh, 1959. I tuned into Radio Free Brooklyn a week or two ago while I was working, and they were playing some big band era music. It was very enjoyable. And do you recall the name of that wonderful Radio Radio Free Brooklyn show? I believe it was Black and Blue, maybe? Something along those lines? I tried to tune in again, but I didn't find it. Well, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org and click on the show. Uh, I think it's like the show's link. There's, yes. And then um, you, can, you can see the schedule. There is a program every list. program here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Lots of great programs like Art Star Scene Radio every Saturday from 7 to 8 p.m. Uh, you can find Faceboy. Face Girl, a.k.a. Catherine Dunn, and myself, Juno Tempest, and some random guests, usually. I had a lot of fun last night on Ass Radio. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was it was pretty great. Did you guys do a... You wanted to do a... We did a musical number. You did? We did um, That's Not My Name by the Ting Tings. Oh, you did. You wanted... That's what yeah. you were talking about. Yeah, and I it was a very freeform, like... I, I've decided that I want to make um, like parody karaoke a thing. So just kind of like making up words on the spot or have my own words made up for a song and then sing it instead of the real words. You know, it's, it's usually probably 50-50 is the best way to go at it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I would, I would love to do That's Not My Name. Um, by the Ting Tings often. Also, Peaches, uh, Fuck the Pain Away. Fuck the Pain Away. Yeah. My, my boss, the lovely Dakota at Catland Books is acquainted with Peaches, which I found very interesting and exciting. I'm like, oh my God, one degree of separation from Peaches? You don't say. (laughs) 
This is an exciting thing. You know, one of the things that I love about New York City is that, like, you get to meet your idols more readily than anywhere else. Oh, that's definitely, definitely an option here. Like, I went to a, like, a, a reading and book signing of Augustine Burroughs, uh, Augustine Burroughs' latest book. I forget what it was called. I I was a real big fan of Running with Scissors. Running with Scissors and Dry. I that. Like Dry back in the day. I saw I saw Running with Scissors the movie. Yeah, I I was kind of like why why are we doing this? Why are we doing this, Augustine? Why are we using literal quotes from your book? Oh. Yeah, that cuz that's what you want. I'm glad that you like have the ability to do that. Is this William S. Burroughs? No. No, okay. No, like, this is Augustine Burroughs. Very different than no, William no S. Burroughs. No relation. No relation, no. Okay. Augustine Burroughs is a, uh, like, that's, he's legally changed his name, I guess. Can I ask about William S. Burroughs? I, I was looking into Naked Lunch. I was going to pick the, the audio book up. I have a copy. I saw that. Of the book, yeah. What do you think about Burroughs? I don't know. I have not been able to like get past like the first ten pages since I was a teenager. I mean, I've seen the I haven't movie. Tried. The movie is definitely it's fun. I mean, it's it's not Naked Lunch. It's really it's like this. Keep in meta. mind, you are very much more like you are much better read than I am. Well, I am woefully underread. So I'm I'm more like when I when I look at something like and I'm going to read. Like I generally try to vet out who I'm reading and to like look into the person and who they are. And in pedophilia was a big ringer with this individual. What? Yes. That's huge. Him and Allen Ginsberg went down to South America because little boys and was the sex ring was available for little boys. Ew. And that's a major part of Naked Lunch. Mm. And so it makes me want to burn that book. I'm not a fan of burning books, but that's why so I was like, all right, yeah, I don't know. You know, I think I'm gonna try and find another because I saw Naked the movie, the film, which was basically about the the his process of writing this film. And it was I mean he devolves into this this you know drugs and i mean there's a typewriter that's a dick that's coming while he's typing and i mean it's i mean that sounds very much like my my wheelhouse but i i prefer my sex with uh consenting adults yeah of that's, legal age and then then i mean when i started looking at it i found about i mean alan ginsburg was full-on like supporting this type of you know, relationship well into like his late life. And just, you know. More evidence that white men are terrible. Yes. And I, I just, I was, I, I mentioned yesterday about someone and so the person I was with responded, well, can, can you enjoy something made by a terrible person? And I sat on it for a second and then I said, you know, I will never enjoy something by Louis C.K. again. And I mean, as far as what he did, there's people who've done way worse, but I definitely enjoyed most. I've watched most of his TV shows. And yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, it's an important thing to bring up because like people, people do fuck up, but like, 
I feel like right now we're we're in like a a social headspace where white men are being called on their shit very, very heavily for the first time ever in the United States of America. Uh, and I feel like it's a very good thing. Um, all, all white people should be called out on their fuckery. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, like the backlash, yeah, it's, like oppressors it's, being called out on their oppression, uh, oppressive behavior is just like, and they talk wow. like ink, inkles, like inkels, like white dudes who can't get none. So oh, incels. That's yeah. Involuntarily celibate. Are they though? Because it seems like they're admitting that they just can't get it, so they're they're calling themselves involuntarily. Is what it's just is it's well because that makes it easier exactly. for them. Yes, I guess. I mean, who hasn't been there and felt like they're not worthy? Whenever like, I'm, whenever I'm celibate, it's completely voluntary. Yeah. Um. So we got two minutes left. Um. Is there is there anything you would like to promote, Fox? Oh, you know, next week, Sad Trainee Poetry Harder. Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn from 4 to 5 p.m. Hopefully hopefully soon we'll have enough, like, transsexuals interested in leaving the house and hearing their voices on the radio that it's not just me and my boyfriend. My white cis male boyfriend. Building up to community. Uh, I mean, like, I, I got community, like, crazy. People know me. People know you? Maybe. Okay, okay, okay. Don't toot your, don't toot your own horn so hard. So hard there. So hard. We've been watching a lot of Letterkenny. Oh, yeah, my name is Juno Tempest. You can find me here on Radio Free Brooklyn, Saturdays 7 to 8, and Sundays 4 to 5. Hosting Sad Trainee Poetry Hour. Um, yeah, so. Who's next? I, I forget. Amanda something? I'm terrible with names and faces. St- tune in. Stay tuned in. Don't turn that dial. Don't, don't turn that uh, digital keyboard dial. S- keep your browser or app at the ready for our next show. And if you don't have the app, download it. Yeah, you should. Oh, we're getting a call in. Awesome. Uh, 40 seconds. Hello. 20 seconds. 15 seconds. 10. Hi. You're live on the air. Oh. Hi, Anton. Hello. Bye, Anton. Hello. Bye.